Welcome to Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio. On today's show, the next chapter of Mahomes is here and it's glorious. Can Jalen handle the pressure of his first Super Bowl? And what's Frank Clark doing for his legacy? Special guests include Pete Sweeney at 11, and we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes at noon. Now two guys ready to take advantage of an Arizona vacation on the company's dime. Cody Tapp and Alex Gold. I thought you were going to go with take advantage of a, a, a change in the state of Missouri. Now, I don't live in Missouri. Cody does. And starting today, I believe there's certain products that you can just get like no big deal anymore. He's talking we don't about have to, marijuana. Yeah, we don't have to say certain products anymore. We actually, well, we, never, we, we never, never had to. We never had about? to. That's true. Yeah. So now we Missouri's can legally a little bit. in your estate. What do you guys think about when, remember when we were kids and whenever somebody would try to reference alcohol, they'd say, oh, somebody's been getting into grandpa's medicine cabinet. <laughs> well, you can just say whiskey. Yeah, Missouri's a little a little, a little hazier over on the Missouri side of the state line today. A little hazier. Cody's in a better mood today. To honor that, I'm going to get really high for the show. I mean, like Wait, today high. or you should do it every day. Like as a bit. Like, just permanently? Yeah. Well, I mean, I will say next week we're in Arizona the entire week. It is also another legal state, except they, they have legal betting and legal marijuana in Arizona. Do they you advocate betting while under the influence of marijuana? Um, That's not something I've really done a whole lot of, actually, at the same time. Now, I will that's say... That's a political answer. I will say betting while drinking is not necessarily the smartest thing to do, because you might feel a little more like, oh, that live bet, what's another What's another 20 bucks? Right. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? Do you only bet while high? I mean, I don't think... I think you know what would happen. I think I get indecisive when I... Am I, when I'm high, so is that I, when you're always like knife shopping for like four hours? Yeah, and I'll do, I'll look at I'll be looking at reviews, <laughs> and it'll it'll be f- you know four point seven stars, twenty eight thousand reviews, and then I'll find the one guy who was like one star. This knife sucks. Don't buy it. And I'll say, well, I don't know. This guy's making a lot of good points. It's like five thousand people are like, this is the greatest <laughs> knife I've ever used. <laughs> and one guy who was high like you, it's yeah. in at three in the morning, wrote one. Bad so that's review. what I think I would do if I were betting. I would look at the line and say, I don't know though. <laughs> I could see Arizona State covering that five and a half. You're like, and it's like, and then your internal monologue is like, has have you ever watched Arizona State yeah. play? And you're like, no, no. But <laughs> I mean, but I mean, five and a half just seems <laughs> like a, a big number. You know, and I, I would just never bet. I could see this game going either way. <laughs> uh, you guys could interact with us. 913-586-7610. If there, we don't take calls on this show, but if there was ever a day to take calls, I feel like either the day after the Super Bowl or today would be a good day to do so. Are we officially taking calls? I, you know, it's our, it's our final because show. Because of before. marijuana or because of the Chiefs? Well, both. Both. Oh, okay. It's our last show in studio. Don't for, question okay. it. It's we'll our only last... take calls if you're high. That's you right. You actually have to promise us exactly. that you're high. Promise you, us. If you are enjo- enjoying weed that is now legal in Missouri, then you can call on the show at some point today. Ooh, what about um, people that are enjoying weed illegally? Illicit marijuana consumption. Also fine. That that also can be done. Okay. Um, this All is right. our, our last show in studio for like eight plus days. So we figure, you know, let's, let's send this off right to Arizona. Our, our kickoff show. Feels like a really good way to do it. Mm-hmm. Great day. Zach Greinke's officially a Royal. They announced they're doing the full powder blue jerseys again. I'm I like feeling that. great. I like I'm the, feeling great. What yeah, a Friday. The powder blue is good. And yeah, a lot of people will be out at the Royals rally. How I don't, Are people tailgating for that Royals rally tomorrow at a Kauffman Stadium? I think they're the park, already lined up. The parking yeah, lot, they're already camping out. Parking lot smell a little different tomorrow. I believe our NFL insider is in town. So, I okay. mean, you know, anything could happen now. And we're expecting them to join us next week in Arizona. That is the plan, man. 
that is definitely a plan. And for a lot of people that keep asking on the text line, yes, we will be video streaming the show from Radio Row. So you will get to see kind of behind the scenes, maybe something you guys haven't seen before. You'll get to see what Radio Row is like. Like real world. The three of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we might even just have a 24-7 Big Brother style camera yeah, in, the Airbnb, Air, in the Airbnb. We'll sell it for, would you guys pay four ninety nine if you just had 24-7 mm-hmm. access? And, and to, Cody and Gold Plus. Yeah, there'd be a camera, uh, oddly enough, I guess, just in the hallways and in Nick's bedroom. It'd be really weird, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Find out what happens yeah. when people stop being polite. <laughs> Somebody else said the next line. And start being real. Start getting real. <laughs> getting yeah. close enough. Uh, real world Phoenix. <laughs> I'm surprised there hasn't been one in Phoenix, by the way. It feels like the perfect city for a one. There might have been. Okay. Stop paying attention about 14 years ago. I got you. That makes sense. Yeah, there probably has been, right? That seems like the type of city that would have it. Like real world Austin, Phoenix. Those all kind of come together, I I, I would imagine. I always preferred the real world road rules challenge to the show. They still do that. I know. I I stopped watching that too, though. I, I, you know, like at some point you just give up on that. That was probably my, I don't know, longest tenured reality television show. It might have been the only one I regularly watched at all. We've uh, we've talked about legacy stuff a lot this week and what a Super Bowl win does for Andy Reid or Patrick Mahomes and, and things like that. But also, just in terms of how you view the long-term offense in Kansas City and the long-term success of the franchise, how much does that change with a win? Like, I mean, we've already seen this offense this year without Tyreek Hill end up being the number one scoring offense in football. We just saw Mahomes win a AFC title game with his fifth, sixth receiver and Marcus Kemp yeah. on the field. I mean, like, is, it, is it already there for you or do you need to see a win to where you're like, I'm not even worrying Good. about it anymore. I think before the season started, we're like this is chapter two. And then Nick made some snide joke about how many chapters are there. And I said, I don't know, four, probably there's the first one when you're a rookie, the second when you're in your twenties, there's that 30s run right where you've had the success, but you're going for another title. And then there's the twilight portion of the career. And it doesn't matter which of those stages or chapters you're in. This one put them all to bed. We're good here. He cost $45 million. They traded away their number one wide receiver. He had a mediocre defense for a majority of the year, right? They're like 15th in points per game. And look where he is, gold. Right back in another Super Bowl again. If you had any doubts, any questions, those are now gone. And seeing how the AFC being deep is actually getting ready to be a good thing. I know that sounds silly because you're like, well, how could that be? Well, because Mahomes has already separated himself from those guys by continuously getting to Super Bowls over and over and over again. He will separate himself even further if he wins this game next Sunday. But then they're all going to cost a ton of money. And if you're telling me that the other five really good quarterbacks in the AFC, maybe great quarterbacks in the AFC, are also getting paid a ton of money, then they have to beat Mahomes, then it's really over for these fools because he's been doing it to them while he's in stage two and they get the luxury of being in the sweet old stage one. Yeah, the only time I would ever, like, I think have a real conversation again about worrying what does it look like in a particular season for Mahomes in this offense is whenever that day comes uh, that Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey aren't part of the equation and specifically. Oh, so you're a- still Andy willing Reed. to entertain it when. Yeah, because I think. I'm more I, about Andy than Kelsey for what it's Sure. Like. As I'm I, if we're ranking it out, I, I think that will be whenever that, whether that's two years from now or six years from now, whenever that first season where it's a different head coach, I think there will be some valid uh, skepticism just because you had never seen it before. And we, we, we saw obviously when Brady left Belichick, Brady continued to have success. And then you saw some struggles from Belichick. Mine is also more like taking it up to the front office level too. You know, we know that right now they've got a great thing going relationship at every level, right? Ownership, 
in terms of what they have within Mark Donovan and Brett Veach and, and their staffs down to Andy Reid and how they communicate. And of course, Mahomes and their communication with Andy Reid, like they're all in sync. Like it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not just some coincidence that they're also having this success. It's not just as simple as they have Mahomes. It is also that they have everybody in sync. Everybody understands which direction they want to go. And truly like it, it is a, a well-run, if not the best run organization in football right now. So the minute to me and Andy Reid or Brett Veach was no longer part of the equation, you know, even if Mahomes is the quarterback, I would just wonder what that relationship is like. We, we've talked all the time. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers coming up in about 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes or so. And we know that the relationship with the front office as a new head coach has come in uh, has changed a little bit. This happens in sports. So that would be the only other time I would ever question it. I'm not telling you that it would fail, Cody. I'm saying that it, that would be the next time I would question it. Other than that, it would be foolish uh, to really question what the offense is going to be next season, even if you tell me Juju's not back and McColl's not back and they've got a rookie that they're asking to be the number two receiver. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that as long as Andy Reid is in charge. This is why I don't think he's – this is why I really don't think Andy's ever leaving. Like, I don't. What? Who are you waving for? B-Dub. That was he like was, a really big he wave. Because no, he, he, like, basically, like, he knows we're not gonna, he's not going to see us for a while. He's like, oh. basically, like, good luck, guys. That, oh, that's what that I was. See. That was very nice of B-Dub. overly animated. Yeah, it was very matter. nice of B-Dub. But so, when you look at this, like, the reason why I don't think, the reason why I'm not worried about it, right, is because I don't feel like Andy's going anywhere anytime soon. Because go back through. Th- those elite quarterbacks you're talking about. Tom Brady got Bill Belichick for 15 years. Yeah. Um, Pete Manning had Tony Dungy the whole time, man. I mean, it wasn't. Oh, you don't actually think Andy Reid is coaching the entirety of Mahomes' career? No, but okay. I think he's All coaching right, enough of it that this won't matter. Because I think by the time that Andy Reid is not Patrick Mahomes' coach, Patrick Mahomes is going to be 35, and it'll just be Peyton Manning this stuff. He can run his own damn offense. It won't matter who the coach is at that point. He will be the innovator. He will be the creator. They will hire, I presume, the best available head coach on the market to be with him. Like, to me, I know that, like, I think if Andy Reid left tomorrow, I'd be worried, but I don't think that's happening, right? I don't think that he's leaving anytime soon. So I think by the time the Andy Reid question comes into play, by then, I will have talked myself into it not being a problem. And yeah, Kelsey, leaving Kelsey is going to be different than leaving Tyreek Hill. But I mean, he just did it. He had more touchdowns, more yardage, everything gold. He did all of those things together all considering the fact that he lost his number one wide receiver. Like, it's hard for me to imagine that at any point now that I'm ever going to panic. About, like, this kind of put it to bed for me. Yeah, not worried about his ability. It's still like, no, the, it's the relationship relationship type stuff, right? How does, what's, you know, does everybody getting along, basically? Because we've, we've seen that can, dete- that can ruin a season for some franchise in, in all sports, right? You might have plenty of talent, but if there's issues that, that arise that aren't ever going to arise as far as I'm concerned as long as Reed and Veach and, and Mahomes are together. If all of a sudden you throw someone new in the picture that's the head coach five years from now, like it would be a fair question. That would be the first time that I would question anything again. And then, look, if they go out immediately uh, and, and it's not a problem, then we move on again. We're like, well, it's just never going to be an issue. But right now, you're in such a great spot as an organization, and you've even if you've lost some pieces along the way, you've lost uh, throughout this run, you know, right now really only Ryan Poles. Uh, you've lost Mike Kafka. I mean, if you're just looking at people that have left the staff. Not and, that many. You know, Maggie left, but he came back. He's back. So. Yeah. And, and you know, they lost Matt House, who's now an LSU, right? But he was, you know, a linebacker coach for you. And, and obviously this defense is actually not unrelated to him altogether. Like the defense, of course, isn't uh, suffered drastically because Matt House isn't here. 
Uh, so it, it, it is going to be more positional type coaches. I think that leave like Spag's not going anywhere and he's not going anywhere as long as he's able to continue coaching. Uh, and, you know, we've talked plenty about Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy and how that could all look in the future. I, I just don't like, nobody seems to be picking off their staff. I think a lot of the reasons for what we talked about with Eric Bieniemy where they just, you know, they're bigger believers, right? And Andy Reid's running the show and Spag's already failed as a head coach, right? We talked about this a couple of years ago. I still wonder for as many defensive coaches like D'Amico Rines and all those guys, like Spags has gotten his defense to the Super Bowl three times in the last four years. He doesn't even so much as get like a whiff of a head coaching job, which is great for Kansas City because that means he can be the long-term defensive coordinator because he clearly likes being here. He clearly likes working with Andy and seeing how much success the team has had means you're not have to worry about continuity in that regards either. He took a very young defense to the Super Bowl, and we're just right back in the same circle. I just like that you don't have to worry as much about it. Like, I, I think I really did wonder, I, you know, like, and I think fairly, like, what does this stage look like? There's no Tyree Kill. He cost a bunch of money. They can't put as much around you. What is it really going to be like now? Their top, their top free agent on the offense was a one-year, $10 million player for a guy who hadn't had a lot of success in three years. That guy finished the year with like 900 yards receiving for you, which is, you know, he had a good year, but it's not like he was the superstar. It was essentially like, to me, it was like the Dion Branch years of Brady, right? Yeah, you're a perfectly good wide receiver. There's nothing wrong with what you're doing here. I mean, not Randy Moss or Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson or any of the other top guys, right? You're not those kinds of players, and yet still in the Super Bowl, didn't matter. We'll get to uh, Jalen Hurts in a second and just how he can handle this moment. You know, it's something that uh, I, I think if we're looking at the rosters, we've all agreed that the, the roster for Philadelphia is better. But if there is an advantage, uh, the coaching that we're talking about right now, I still think is a massive advantage for Kansas City. But we, we promised on a Red Friday here in KC, we're getting ready to head out to the Super Bowl next week. Uh, uh, usually we don't take phone calls, but we said today we'll take some throughout the show. At 913-586-7610, especially with uh, marijuana becoming uh, legal today. And actually, <laughs> actually, you, can actually for that reason. Uh, you can actually buy it. And we said one of the criteria, if you call in, is uh, you, you may or may not have to be high presently. And Brandon, Nick, have you vowed? Have you vowed uh, uh, Brando. 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 Or maybe Brando. he's so stoned he, he forgot the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Brandon, have you vetted him? Have you, you? Have you Brandon? vetted him? Yeah. That's you, a name. It's a new name. Yeah. Okay. Brando, you're on with Cody Brando. and Bo. What's going on? Morning, guys. What's going on? It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. What are you up to? What What, what do you want? I, I understand your boss, though, has some problem. Yeah, so it's a question and a statement. So I was talking to my coworker, and I was he's from out of town. So I was telling him uh, about the parade uh, that we had in 2020 from the last Super Bowl. And, now, and, I, and I missed that one. I missed that one. So I was planning on going to this one. But my birthday was in December, and my wife's birthday was in January. So I took off. And I told him I was going to take off again for the parade if we win. My boss said, if I take off again, I'm terminated. I said, well, I hope the Chiefs win. You might as well fire me now because I plan on getting fired in in a week or so. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Brandon. I was wondering wondering what you guys guys thinking, man. There's other jobs. Am I I, I high right now? What's going on? Do you love this job, Brando? I'm I'm a diesel truck washer, so... I mean, it's not probably won't be my my last job. Yeah, okay. th- this is what I'd say. First, don't quit. Let them fire you so you can get unemployment. But second, absolutely, <laughs> let them sweet, fire sweet. you. Who cares? <laughs> yeah, because I missed the parade last time. I don't want to. I don't, don't want to miss don't, another one. Don't yeah. miss call. the parade. Good I, call. Thank you for the call, Brando. I, yeah, you don't you don't miss the parade this time. No. So we're handing out career advice today. Yeah, any, look, anything you want today, anything you want. 
He said he was like, make sure I'm not too high here, and I'm thinking about like leaving my job for the Chiefs. You're Let like, me yeah, ask you fun. guys this: If the rules were reversed, if Spec was like, yeah, I know, I know, it's a big part, like the parade's a big deal, but like I need you guys here. Oh, I would do the show from the studio if we had to. What are you talking about? You Cody wouldn't. and I have done the parade route You're thing saying, before. Like, I, I have to quit this job in order to go to the yeah, parade? But you just told him to get fired, so I'm asking, would you but guys you get fired? But you asked him a question. You said, do you love your job? I, I love my job. So, I mean, you know. Is this the last harder. job you're ever going to have? Probably not. Wow. <laughs> 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 let's be realistic about oh, the... Oh, man. Let's be realistic about the industry in which we work. <laughs> Just have a let's have a, a moment of, of honesty. A lot of confidence from you, Cody. A lot of confidence. <laughs> let's, have, let's have a moment of honesty on a this show. A lot of confidence from Cody Tapp today. I can't even be sure how this trip to Arizona will go. What will happen if you know? Like, well, that's the fun. Kind of, of trouble do we get in out of town? That is, We've never traveled the three of us as a show. We have not. We have not. You and I have traveled one time, twice. Arkansas does that not count? Oh, Arkansas. Okay, that's that different. Though. We were only there a couple days. Yeah. We didn't like stay in the same, like yeah. we stayed at the same hotel, but we weren't like staying in the same building. I think that's a little bit different. Aren't you anticipating a slightly different well, vibe here this time around? I am, but also I would say like we, we mentioned, we're trying to help people today. This is, this is exactly proof of that. Someone on the text line says, tell Brando, I'll hire him. We wash diesel trucks. He has experience. So we're, we're wow, out here getting see? job opportunities. If you're unhappy with your current job, as Brando, well. you need, you need help with that. We got you. This guy is already saying that. He's, Perfect. he's got you covered. So if that guy doesn't want to keep you around just because you want to celebrate the Kansas City Chiefs and everybody else wants to as well, then you're good to go. Jalen Hurts, first time in the Super Bowl, only a couple years in the league. He certainly took a huge jump. And I think when you pair it with a coach that's never been in the Super Bowl before, a lot of the conversation is going to be whether or not they are, you know, quote unquote, ready for the moment and all that. I think that team is humming enough right now that I, I actually don't think part of the real – Uh, impact of the game is going to be saying, hey, the moment is too big for Jalen Hurts. He does not strike me as that type of quarterback in his demeanor and how he approaches things. If you watch him play, like he he reminds me a little bit to a certain extent of Burrow in terms of demeanor, not not playing style or anything like that. I'm talking about Joe Burrow. You never see cool, calm, collected. Is that what you're describing? Very poised and, and calm, not just in the pocket, but I'm talking about on the sideline and how he interacts with people. I don't believe he gets too high, too low. You know what's funny, though, is that we describe that as a negative if you don't win big games, sure, right? Because like people now. people knock that uh, against, like, Justin Herbert. Yeah, but the reason why I think People I, knock Herbert because they say maybe he's not a good leader because he's not vocal. No, everybody says Jalen Hurts. He Everybody praises him in the locker room yeah. and how he is. I think that we don't have the answer. The reason why I think it's fair to ask this question is, go look at the two teams they played. I mean, look, look, like, look at the two teams they played. All they had in they, – they faced Daniel Jones, and then they faced Brock Purdy with a torn U- UCL. He hasn't had to play in that game yet in any circumstance. In the previous two years that he was a starter, they weren't that kind of team. This is their first year at it, their first Super Bowl run at it. They got a, they got a second-year head coach. Like, we're not talking about the experience between Mahomes and Andy enough in this question about well, think- whether or not Jalen Hurts can handle this big of a moment. Because there's a huge difference between you had to take on an injured Brock Purdy in an NFC title game that you knew was in hand versus take on Patrick Mahomes in what is going to be a close Super Bowl. Yeah, that's more of a defensive conversation than like Jalen Hurts didn't take on Brock Purdy, didn't have to. Jalen Hurts didn't didn't go up against Josh Johnson or whatever his name was. I mean, to me, that's more whether or not you think the Eagles defense 
uh, is, is quote-unquote ready for for this challenge, which, by the way, I do, I do think the Eagles defense is, is ready for the challenge as well. I, I think your point on the coaching is actually the bigger part of this whole conversation. That's where the Chiefs have the biggest advantage other than number 15 uh, in this game is that they have a coaching staff that's been in these these moments before. That's, they have won a yeah. ring together as a coaching staff. Nick Sirianni might go on 15 years from now. We, not, we might we look might back think and say yeah. he's, we might look back and say he's one of the greatest coaches of all time and he's got three rings. This I would don't be the know, start. Right, but to this point in time, we, we don't know how he handles the, the biggest possible game, and that's in a little bit of an unknown and, and coaching issues that may crop up. He's done a very nice job, though, this year for uh, 90% of the season. Everybody thought he was an automatic to be coach of the year. Now, as we fast forward to next Thursday's awards, there's a chance people think, you know, maybe Brian Dable is going to end up actually becoming the, the coach of the year here in 2022. You know, it's always so funny because we th- there's a certain balance, but if you look at the Vegas over-under, Gold, uh, Philly outperformed their number better than the Giants did. The Giants over under was seven games. Like they were seven, seven and a half. They won nine. They didn't like, wow. Yeah. Like well, Eagles won 14 games. So. And, and I know that, I know that Vegas is not the ultimate decider of who is going to be a good team. Certainly teams blow. It's like Pocota projections for baseball. Certainly teams bury those numbers in some years or do way worse than those numbers other years. But I, you know, I go back in there and I just don't, I don't know for sure. And I think that, like, sometimes when you look at, like, oh, played in high-level college football games should get you there, but it doesn't work that simple. It's not that Joe Burrow played in national championships. It's clearly he has that kind of mentality. Does does Hurts? I don't know. He hasn't been challenged in two games. I have no idea if he can handle it in the toughest moment. 913-586-7610. Uh, we're going to go out and welcome in Tyler. He wants to talk about Carl Cheffers. Remember, oh, okay. he is the official in the Super Bowl. He's kind of enemy number one for Chiefs fans. Tyler, you're on Cody and Gold. Hey, what's up? I was just kind of thinking that, you know, I'm here at work and like the movie, The Replacements, Joe Falco, and I even think Cam Newton did it once. Like, if he gets out of hand, just send a receiver crossing him and let Mahomes rip one at him. Wait, 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 hold on. You're saying to have intentionally have like (laughs) Juju run into Carl Jeffers? No, he needs to go behind behind Carl so Mahomes can get a nice fastball right in his stomach or somewhere. <laughs> There's Tyler. First, That's... he called him Joe Falco, which he's combining Joe Flacco with Shane, Shane Falco, Falco, which, by the way, I think Nick might confirm that he is high, which was our requirement for actually coming on the show today. That's a great hype. That's something I, I would think of. I think, I, I think Tyler's... Well, I think... What if we just try to get Sheffers hurt in the game? I think Nobody uh, will know. Tyler's enjoying himself today. I like, I like the thought process, though. What if he caught it? Sheffers just... Catches it in his You know, gut. dude, the refereeing talk is funny. I'll tell you what, like all the fans online, especially Bengals fans, thinking that I've seen the conspiracy theories, like the fake accounts saying that Ron Tolbert's yes. son bet on the game. But, dude, the Photoshop of the jersey swap between Mahomes <laughs> and Tolbert is so it funny. Is it is it's, good. It's just so funny imagining Mahomes walking up to a ref afterwards and be like, hey, man, can I get your, can I get your uniform? They signing it for each other. <laughs> Thanks, man. Great, great job, today. great rough in the passer call. <laughs> Number fifteen. How much next week do you think we'll end up talking about Carl Jeffers? Honestly, like, I don't want to like, do it, man. Because I, I'm look. I think we all hope that it's not part of the story. Like you don't want that win or like you don't want that to be part of the story of the Super Bowl. But going into it, I I get the conversation around it. We we know how he officiates games, whether it's against the Chiefs or not. We know his crew throws more flags than the other crew in the NFL. That's like, that is a fact. There's no denying that that happens. And then you add in Carl Sheffers officiating the Raiders game this year, where the fans made him cry, which is still an all time piece of audio. That's an all time airhead moment that that stands with the, uh, the Broncos. Can you please quiet down? Like you gotta be quiet. 
that stands in that making Carl Sheffers weep openly is one of the top five. Eric oh, Fallon's play for blocking the back. Timeout. Timeout. His voice sounds so shaky. So shaky in that. This is going great. You know, we don't normally take calls, and I'm not regretting it at all so far. It seems like a good I'm dead day. serious. Again, today's Sorry, a sarcasm. good day for that. Today, I agree. Everybody's in a good mood heading into the Super Bowl next week, and then, yeah, today's a very important day in the state of Missouri as well. We will take calls today. Our only requirement, again, is because of the legalization of marijuana in Kansas City that you are high before you call into the show. You cannot be. And I don't really know if you're allowed to say that, and you've said it a lot, and we're only in the mm. first segment of the show. You don't think what? I'm allowed to require that? require people well, to Nick's smoke not, weed. Nick's not drug testing them before I'm it comes on. I'm not making them okay. smoke weed. I'm just saying if you want to come on this show, you need to be high. Like, can you say, can you tell people they need to be drunk? Mm, tough call. I will accept drunk, but like a certain level. It's also 1030. <laughs> it's Friday. Yeah, that's true. You know, Friday, you know, like the week before the Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to like, you know, work your way up, build your tolerance. All right, coming up next, though, there's something the Royals did consistently uh, that perhaps we don't give the Chiefs actually enough credit for. We'll explain who it involves and why it's paying off next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Alex's That Betting Show every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Right here on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. The best deals in parking. Book parkinggo.com. Parkinggo, family owned and operated. All right, just getting started here. It's a Red Friday on Cody and Gold. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider, going to join us coming up in 30 minutes. Be professional. Be professional. The text line, you guys think you think drugs are funny, Cody? Marijuana is a gateway drug. I've seen many people ruin their lives because of the sticky geek. You're not God, Cody. Okay, for the fact that that guy said, I've seen many people ruin their lives because of the sticky, sticky icky, icky, tells uh, me that. He's not serious? He's, he's joking, yes. Mm. Again, we're, we say. we're taking calls throughout the show, off and on, 913-586-7610, and, uh, this one is actually from Travis. He wants to talk more about Jalen Hurts tonight and actually brings up a good point about big game Jalen Hurts. What's up, Travis? You're on Cody and Gold. Hey, guys. Uh, you know, just when you talk about the big game and uh, him having composure in the pocket and everything, it just reminds me of that national championship game where they had to jerk him out of there at halftime and put two in to save him. So, you know, I'm just hoping he has the same performance in this Super Bowl. Thanks for the call, Travis. I don't even know who their backup is. <laughs> Well, look, we know. I mean, yeah, that he, yeah, that exact scenario, of course, it's not going to happen. It's Gardner yes. Minshew, right? Yeah, it is. Gardner oh, Minshew, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gardner okay, Minshew played play against now. the Dallas Cowboys and, and lost earlier this season. Yeah, like, do you still do you think that matters still from college? Because I, I feel like now we've seen the the leap from Jalen Hurts already. To the, remember, the guy for seventy five percent of the season was looking like a, like legit, maybe going to win the MVP. And going into hurt. and going into this year, it was, are they even going to commit to this guy full-time, or do Correct. they need to start looking at some other options? So, to me, he's elevated his game enough to where, like, I'm, he's not going to just have this disastrous game. I would be I just don't know stunned. if he can play in this big of a game. I don't feel Ooh. like we know that. I don't you, know that he can play so in this big of a th- game. I mean, I'm not disagreeing that some quarterbacks just don't have, but I, he, that would be stunning to me. He doesn't have to play in a big game. It would be stunning to me if, if Jalen Hurts just completely flopped in the Super Bowl. I know they would be stunning to me. You know, it sounds silly because he's like, he just played in the NFC title game. Like, that was the easiest NFC title game easy, ever to play in. It was, an easy it was no path. pressure. It was like playing a regular season game against the Jets. It definitely was an easy path. Doesn't matter. Easy. I guess not the Jets. They got to stop being my laughing stock team for now. The Raiders. 
I'm trying to think who is the worst team in the AFC this year. Well, I mean, the Texans. I mean, the Texans are the Bears. Yeah, okay. Or the two, one of two of the three. The Colts actually probably. The Jets should. were much more competitive this year, so I guess I, sh- I should stop using them as a reference of a horrible team. They're instead an average team, but you get the point. We'll take calls all day. Just as long as you're high. I am standing by that <laughs> stance, Nick. I don't care if you tell me I could do it or not. You know? Till my boss comes in here. Till Steven. Wow, what a, what a hero. Steven. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Thank what's you his, for your what's courage. His, what's his middle name? Anybody knows his middle name? No, I have no idea. Gerald. Steven <laughs> Gerald Spector comes in this door. <laughs> I'm not I'm not stopping. There's no way his middle name is Gerald. I'm guess like Washington. What? Named him after the first president. Stephen Washington? <laughs> what do you think his middle name is? I mean... Take a guess. Stephen Bryan. Bryan, huh? Hmm. Nick, what's your best guess? It's not Gerald. I'm done playing this game. <laughs> You're uh, out? Let's talk about Frank Fine. Clark. Okay. Because uh, there's something that the Royals did time and time again, and sometimes it, it backfired, right? And they were Couple loyal. Times. They were very, very loyal to players that they believed in, that had relationships with through the coaching staff. And we've seen, I think, an example of that play out with Frank Clark. I mean, this is a guy they very easily could have just said, all right, we're just done with you, based off of performance and off the field stuff. How? And they stuck with him. And it's paid off this year in a massive way. We were up in St. Joe for training camp, and not just how Frank Clark changed his body, where we were like, man, he looks skinny compared to where he's back. Looks he, healthy. He, he talked about taking alcohol out of his life, right? He talked about taking red, I think taking red meat yeah. even, like out of his life and all this kind of stuff. He, he mentioned that Andy Reid... Hasn't missed and, a game because of the stomach stuff this year. Yeah, he he mentioned that him and Andy Reid had like a real, real heart-to-heart conversation after last season based off of his performance. And then we all saw the mic'd up segment from the AFC title game where clearly you can, and Andy was asked about this yesterday, you can tell the the true love the two have with each other there of, of how much respect and how much they care about each other and how how much Frank Clark appreciates the loyalty that Andy Reid has shown him. And I think it's paid off as an organization here with what you're seeing from Frank. Their patience is really kind of impressive. Veach and Andy Reid do deserve a lot of credit for that. These contracts are designed to never see the end. Their design goal to never, ever, ever, ever get to the final year of this deal. And I know he's still got one more year left on it next season. And they can cut him for $9 million in dead cap. Probably not going to pay him $30 million next year, which is what his final cap number will be. But it would have been easy this year to make that decision. It would have been so easy this year. You would have saved money. You'd have gone and spent it and be like, you know what, Frank, get out of here. We're going to go spend $10 million in some other defensive end, and we're going to figure it out. Because Andy Reid, like Frank Clark, like Andy Reid in the inside of the NFL, Frank Clark is talking about the fact he's like, Andy Reid told him, I know what kind of player you are, and you aren't that player right now, and this is frustrating. Like, he's telling him, you're frustrating. Why are you playing like the kind of player I know you're capable of being? And then when you watch him in these press conferences these last two weeks, he is more business than I've maybe ever seen him, Gold. Instead of saying, like, the actual F word, which we know he says in press conferences, and I don't care. I'm fine with it. I like his passion for the game. But when he's like, he's like, you know, we, you know, I might have effed up or those things. Like, he's very careful about how he's saying these things. He seems like he is a completely different person. He was suspended on gun charges for multiple games this year. He was an underperformer last season. He didn't show up in the postseason last year. There were all these reasons to be like, why are we continuing down this road? And their decision to be patient really paid off big here. I think it was Nick who pointed out in his article at Arrowhead Pride that he does have 10 and a half sacks in his last 11 playoff games. 
And I do think that that stands out as being probably the reason why they stuck this out as long no, as they ten did. And a half, ten and a half sacks total 11 in 11 yeah. Chiefs playoff games, which is an absurd rate. And again, he's got more than that overall, as we've pointed out multiple times. He's now you know third all time yeah. in, in postseason sacks in NFL history. I think that's why I said in his last, because his last 11 are all You're good. Chiefs, You're good. We got you. It doesn't really matter the difference. But he is, he is on a run here in Kansas City, this unparalleled from the pass rush department. But I'm telling you, it would have been easy to give up on Frank Clark. It had been really easy to just be well, like, we're out. We, we we're also, out of this business. I think most of the fan base all automatically assumed, as did we, that after last season that that was going to be it for him. Like that was that was the thought that we we all assumed that that was exactly how it was going to play out, that he was not going to be back, and they were able to restructure the deal. And that deal probably doesn't get restructured, and he's not back if it's not for that you know heart-to-heart conversation that Reed and, and Clark had with each other in the off season to try to make this thing work. And it's really cool to see how it paid off for both sides. And I think that's why you saw how emotional both were uh, in their embrace uh, at the end of the AFC title game. They seem to have a really close, like, I mean, he mentioned like that his dad had died and he's like a father Mm -hmm. figure to him. And that's really important to him. And that's probably why that conversation of like the kick in the ass, right? That conversation, come on, man, you are so much better than this. Being and that's what great co- that's this. what the great coaches do. They know the right buttons to push. They know when to be critical of you and they know when to put their arm around you. And so often we see coaches fail because they don't know how to handle the relationship side of that business. He told them that right after they came up short of the Super Bowl. That's the worst time to be like like in my brain to be like, "Oh my god, I'm going to get criticized right after we just came up short in the biggest moment. I just came up short in the biggest moment, but that's what Frank Clark needed." which makes it particularly special. His story, like, I know we talked about Sky Moore and Harrison Bucker's redemption arc, but if you go from just, like, middle of last year to where he is now, Frank Clark, nobody may maybe have a better redemption arc than Frank Clark, especially when you consider all the stuff that they went through as a franchise in between all that time just to get to this moment with Frank. We'll get to Nick's notable notes coming up in about eight minutes or so. Uh, before we get to Aaron Rodgers, I think it's a great way to transition into Aaron Rodgers. Oh, we okay. have someone on the text line uh, that's a huge fan of the Chiefs, uh, and now it's called in. And it's a huge, out of state. Out of state. Wow. From Port Orchard, the Odyssey app. Washington. And it's Charles, and he wants to celebrate today with us. Charles, what's going on? Hey, man. Just uh, excited to hear you guys. You guys are probably the most entertaining and fun group of sports radio hosts that I've ever listened to. Um, lifelong Chiefs fan. Actually grew up around Kansas City. So uh, glad to hear you guys are Thanks, man. on the uh the weed drain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, let's get this thing kicked off in the uh, 8.40 a.m. here. We'll wake and bake. So uh, here we go. What's he about to do? How's he get? Can you not hear it? Oh, oh, okay. Bong rip. Well. 8.40 in the morning. You know what? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Charles. Port Orchard, Washington. Oh. Wow, this show is gone down a new path today uh-huh you know we really went in a different direction that this is what happens is by this the way the, is this that when the we first... don't have a regular pre-show meeting this is what happens is that the first ever live bong rip on, on 610? 610 sports I think, radio I, I would imagine it has to be it has to mm. be making history boys setting new standards for ourselves. you know i'm proud of us we've changed as a show fundamentally today <laughs> As he said, getting on the weed train. That's apparently what this show's done. It's legalized in Missouri now, so apparently this is what our show is now. I just threatened to get high once on this show, and apparently we've completely flipped it. Aaron Rodgers certainly loves to experiment a little bit as well. Uh, he likes right? to go beyond that. 
him and his whole ayahuasca journey. That's right. That that is that is correct. Uh, and I'm guessing he will go on another one again this offseason. What we did learn, though, he's playing golf out in San Francisco right now. The Pebble Beach Pro Am he was in yesterday, and he was mic'd up as they mic, they mic a lot of the guys up. And at one point, he was asked if he had any uh, any breaking news to let everybody know of. Got any news you want to share with us? Not going to San Fran. That's all he said. Not going to San Fran. So Niners fans, sorry, Aaron Rodgers not coming out there. I, I still think he's not going to be with the Packers next year, though. I think the Jets are serious about going all in for Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, I, it makes all the sense in the world. If there, Even if you're telling me he's only going to play for one or two years, what do you have to lose if you're the Jets? You're not going to have to give him a five-year deal or anything like that. Why not trade first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers? If you're the New York Jets, you've been dominated in that division by the Patriots and now the Bills. And the Bills aren't going away. The Dolphins are only getting better. Why Why not? Because it's been inside of 15 years. I know that seems like a long time in the NFL. They've been to a couple of AFC title games. Are they as desperate as the other bad franchises? You know, like some of them, I'm like, I get it, man. You're desperate. You're really desperate. It's New York market. You the haven't other been New York- good in so long. New York market and the other New York team, the Giants, now look like they got the right head coach and they were in the postseason. This year, you know what I mean? Like, I think that puts more pressure on the Jets to where if you're what Woody Johnson's the owner there with the Jets, like you're you're going well, all part in. part of it. And, and but it's and in the AFC, you have to have some kind of really good quarterback play in order to do that. I just don't know, like if I'm Aaron Rodgers, who's going to have a little bit of say in this? I still don't think going to the AFC makes any sense. Like, I know why the Packers wouldn't want to trade him in the NFC. Man, going to the AFC is such a nightmare. Patrick Mahomes is his third Super Bowl in four years. Like, it's, there's, it makes it very difficult to be like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to end up with the Jets and I'm going to take him to the Super Bowl. And I know Aaron Rodgers believed that about himself and great quarterbacks will believe that about themselves. They'll definitively feel like that's going to be the case. But I'm telling you, man, the AFC is not the path to go. If I'm the Jets, I probably do it because you I need a quarterback. Like, stay in Green Bay? Is that what you're, I mean, like, where else are you going? Yeah, at this point, I don't know. I mean, he he's... <laughs> He's going the, I mean, the whole, the whole Brett Favre path. I mean, it's unbelievable how much history is repeating itself with this entire Aaron Rodgers saga. I mean, we know Brett Favre, of course, thought about retiring, ends up with the Vikings and the Jets at the end of his career. And he wasn't willing to really help out Aaron Rodgers. And now the report is that, you know, Rodgers, maybe not necessarily the most helpful guy to Jordan Love. And now Rodgers, what, is going to get traded to the Jets as well. It's just really weird. Other than the Vikings part of it, history is, is completely repeating itself, it looks like. I guess is because that'd be funny. I mean, it's just funny. It's like Minnesota and the Jets. You're like, we're well, just going to just play for the same teams as your last Hall of Fame quarterback. That's what that's what you want to do. The thing about the the Packers, though, is is what do they do? What do they do? Spend one year finding out if Jordan loves a guy and then go right back into the draft or just take that Jets pick and draft another quarterback? Because at this point, you've made it very clear. Jordan loves not your guy because you can like your quarterback. You can think if, if you loved if you wanted to be in the Aaron Rodgers business forever. You wouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the first round anyway. And if you loved Jordan Love enough, considering you drafted him while you had a future Hall of Fame quarterback, you'd have started him already. So the other part about this is if you're Aaron Rodgers, maybe you're having those conversations. But if you're the Packers, why are you moving on? Your problems are not solved unless you're going tear down. You're restarting. And that is a franchise that has never not had, essentially, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Talk about being blessed year after year with greatness. It's they're just going to give up on it. Then it's a completely different conversation. I think it is a little bit of the kind of the tear down. And you look at what he's owed next year. Now they, they, they've signed him that deal, but 
for 2023, it's a $31 million cap hit, but $60 million. And then after that, we know in 2024, it's $40 million, 2025, $59 million. So that, that's the reasoning why, if you're the Packers, if you know you're going to have to reset this thing, then that's the guy Start that you, you go trade that asset. You can still get first-round picks. The Jets have the 13th overall pick, so it's not – it's, it's not, not great prime quarterback position. Although, but you can still better that roster. Although in, a big in fairness, way. when they, you know, they'll tell themselves, look at where we got Brett Favre, which they didn't draft him, but what they traded for him. Look at what we got Brett Favre for, and look at where we drafted Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. We don't care for taking him at 13. It's still the guy. But I feel like the NFL has changed even more than that. I mean, I'm not saying because Jalen Hurts playing in the Super Bowl right now, and he was a second round pick, right? So it's not to say you can't find that guy. Not to say you can't find him late, but I wonder if the Packers fans at least would be like a little blind to just how hard it actually is. Very, very hard. Nick's notable notes. All right, guys. I wanted to uh, I wanted to get to the Derek Carr stuff because he had a very funny interview last night with Ryan Clark on ESPN. But before we do that, in the spirit of today, we just talked to uh, what was our guy's name from uh, Charles from Port Orchard, Washington. 840 a.m. over there, he said. <laughs> yeah, well, now we've got somebody where it's 1145. I want to keep this going. I love I love hearing from the out-of-state listeners. Okay. My guy Gary says he listens to us every single day from Knoxville, oh, Tennessee. Right. What do you think about that, Alex? Can you welcome our friend Gary on? Yeah, Gary, welcome in to Cody and Gold. We love you listening to the show, man. Thanks for having me. I've been a Chiefs fan since Super Bowl number four. And they can bring anybody they want to in the state of Tennessee to play professional football. That's fine. That can be their team. I'm not a Titans fan. I've never been a Titans fan. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, they belong to Nashville. They don't belong to Tennessee. Ooh, okay. So there's a little, there's a, the rest of, uh, so is this a Knoxville versus Nashville thing? People in Knoxville not like Nashville? Well, I don't know about the rest of the people in Knoxville, <laughs> but this old boy don't. <laughs> you know, and it just it just tickles me to death every time the kingdom drafts one of our boys out of Knoxville, out of the out of Tennessee, out of the University of Tennessee. I've been the season ticket holder at UT since 1981, and seeing Eric Berry and Trey Smith. Go to the Chiefs. Bless me so much. Love the call, Gary. Really appreciate you. Love it. Really appreciate you calling in. Go Chiefs. Love the passion, man. I listen to Gary talk every day. Hey, it's a big damn deal. It's a big deal. I think he was getting a little emotional. The Chiefs are going to the the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. He should get emotional. You should all be getting emotional. Why aren't you more emotional? How many current Tennessee volunteers are on the Chiefs? Trey Smith? Didn't he play for them? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He did. That's who he mentioned. Yeah, he, was, he just says I know, name. but I was trying to think about... <laughs> We're not listening to Gary. I know I was. I was trying to think about who else. Gary said he listens every morning from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. He also is... He sits he, at he, home he, while his wife's at work. He's retired. He says he sits at home and listens to the, and, the station all day. I like Gary. And he we should have him like, on again. He doesn't like the Titans. And he said he doesn't... It sounds like he doesn't really like Nashville either. He did say... Gold, he did say... He's been trying to get the number for a while now, but everybody says it so fast. So we finally uh, got it written down. So he said so. it slow enough? Yeah, maybe slow it down. Maybe slow it down for my guy Nine, Darian. Nine, one, three, five, oh, eight, do six, insult seven, man. six, ten. Well, that's not insulting. And that then he talked over him. Oh, making it even harder. Oh, he has a number. He called in. He has a oh, That's true. He has it now. This is for other people. We've asked people to get high on this show, so I feel like, you know. No, you didn't ask. You demanded. Just, <laughs> is it be, just, just to, to be perfectly clear show? here. 
I just said that that was a requirement to be on the show. That's all. Yeah, that's right. We are taking calls all day. So if you'd like to join Wait, in. What are you saying? Was, was Gary high too? Is that what you're saying? I don't think Gary. Oh. I, didn't I, like get the, think I didn't so. get the impression that, that Gary uh, was you know stoned. What? High on um, the love he has for this team, which I think counts. There you go. In Gary's there case. There you go, Cody. Way to, there way we go. to tie it there we together go. there. Uh, guys, uh, Derek Carr last night put on a clinic. Oh, yeah? In Las Vegas. Weird. Very huh. weird setting. He's in Las Vegas representing Las Vegas, yet he wasn't wearing Las Vegas gear. You, I think it was you, Cody, that mentioned, like, yeah. is he going to pull a Rob Lowe and just wear the straight NFL logo? Uh, that's exactly what Dar was doing last night, wore the red NFL logo. He kind of put on a show. If you watch, he, if you, if you watch the, the stuff that he was doing, and then afterwards... Uh, Ryan Clark of ESPN had a little one-on-one interview with him, and uh, Derek Carr had some jokes ready to go. And uh, I got you. I got we you. Got little, we got a little computer crash Listen, over here, guys. Derek, you've thrown touchdown passes in Vegas before. You've been on fire. Have you ever been that hot in Las Vegas? Not that hot. It's uh, probably why I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So good. Is Derek Carr going to become likable? So good, Derek. Well, he's not going to be on the Raiders, which automatically mm. increases his likability by at least a couple percentage. Fair point. So I don't know what Vegas is going to do now. Uh, and Tom Brady no longer in the mix. Aaron Rodgers could be on the move. Do you really see Aaron Rodgers going to Vegas to team no. up with Devontae Adams again? No. I, I don't I, see that either. I don't think that's realistic. I think the Raiders are probably steamrolling towards Will Levis being their quarterback mm. next mm. year. Oh, you know what? You know who the Raiders would draft? The Raiders will draft Anthony Richardson. Out of Florida. Yeah, that feels yeah, right. That feels like the most Raiders pick. Like he's Why? A, because he seems like he might be Jamarcus Russell. He's like, hey, here's a big body guy who can throw the ball. Wow. hundred million. Offensive. Well, mm. it's not offensive. He can throw yeah. the ball like a hundred yards, but he's raw. Nobody knows whether or not he he's very going raw. to be. He is a very raw, very raw prospect, and if you watched him, he was very boomer bust. He would either, yeah. you know, make a dazzling play or throw it to the other team. So, yeah, the Raiders are in a very uh, particular situation. Did you guys watch any of the Pro Bowl last night? No, not a second. No, uh, I watched the highlight of that Derek Carr moment, but that was about it. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I, have, I have no idea who won what or anything. See, this is a rarity. Usually, if the NFL stamped on it, you're tuned in at least. Well, to we, some we, talk, we talked about Pro Bowls different and the Pro Bowl games. And I, I was on the, I was here, I was on the TV here last night. We were doing that betting show. Uh, you can check out the podcast if you missed it last night. But that was on the TV, and I wasn't really paying attention. They, I think they were playing dodgeball last night. Is that what he put on a show of? No, they did like a skills competition, like an accuracy. Where they're like running around like hitting targets. I did. And stuff. I did like that. Finally, instead of building like those MIT murder robots, they built robots oh. that can just run precise routes with nets, so that you could the precision passing felt a little more like you know. So you, you think those were current you did times? Watch. So do you think those rules? No, I saw a highlight of it. I saw oh. it on. I saw it on social media. Do you think the nets will replace <laughs> wide receivers <laughs> at some point? <laughs> just kidding. Way cheaper, man. Way cheaper. Imagine how boring. Well, they never that's, get injured. That's that. Well, they might break though. You know what though? But they can't. Can they improvise the way Travis Kelsey does? Because till they can do that, oh, they can program. Get that net. Get that net off. They of can this. program them yeah. based off of yeah. Travis Kelsey. They can just program that. Mm. They can just. They're just going to program him to like run routes like Travis Kelsey. Be a pretty successful model, honestly. Hey guys, Pete Sweeney is going to join us he at is. eleven o'clock. Yes, I believe he is. He's he a Missouri in? resident, so he's allowed on. If oh. he's only allowed on at eleven, you tell him. You text him right now. Okay. He's allowed on at eleven. If. He's yeah. actually enjoying the new law. Yeah, the new law. 
Somebody in the text line was already yeah. telling me where they're doing, you know, some some deals up in my neck of the woods. Deals? deals? Dude, why why are you guys speaking as no, if what, it's what like... Deals, what deals? Like uh, buy one, get one free you, you guys are talking like undercover cops. You can go to a dispensary No, but this particular now. one was doing a buy one, get one free situation. Okay. That kind of deal. Are you packing some on the way out? No, that's it's illegal. A, <laughs> it's a legal state in Arizona already, so you don't need to, Cody. Oh, uh, the guy, uh, these people text me where they're doing deals. <laughs> I said, where they're having you a would deal. Get, you would get found out as an undercover cop <laughs> immediately. First day on the job. They're like, hey, he's a cop. I don't worry about this it anymore. This guy's a cop. It's legal in my state. Nobody's worried about he's it. He's trying to infiltrate the gang. Hey, guys, have you heard lately where they're doing any deals? One weed, please. <laughs> like, that's basically that's basically <laughs> what you would say eventually. Uh, oh, man. Where's the crime going down? That's what you say. Do you guys want to pull any capers later? <laughs> capers. That would be the worst way to put it. Uh, get your ass kicked really quick for that one, I think. 913-586-7610. Throughout the show, we are taking your texts and calls today. Pete Sweeney is going to join us coming up in about 10 minutes or so. At some point, we got to talk about balloons that are being flying, uh, flown, I should say, across the United States because I'm fascinated by this whole thing. Maybe we'll get to that during the trash of the day. But up next, we'll ask Pete Sweeney what he's up to today in Missouri and spe- specifically, and then also ask Pete if he's concerned at all about what we heard yesterday with no McCall Hardman likely for the Super Bowl right here on Cody and Gold. This is Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss Royals first baseman slash NFL insider, Vinny Pasquantino. This football season with Cody and Gold. My Twitter is about to unload of football <laughs> tweets first Jets game that I have free on Sunday. It's, it's go time. 610 Sports Radio.